Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Hello, hello, lovelies. I hope this episode finds you awesome. The weather here in upstate New York has finally broke, and I am so excited for the sunshine and the lilac blooms. You may even hear some birds chirping as I record this, which I hope you do. That would be very cool. So last week, I shared a masterclass on the power of knowing your deep why. So if you haven't caught that one, it's episode number 136. It's way longer than our typical show, but so worth carving out the space to dig deep. And it also includes a centering meditation and some live journaling. So bookmark that for when you have a little time to not be driving or on the treadmill, because I really want you to be able to soak it all up. And I sure hope that you enjoy it. So here's the thing. That really... Um, inspired the topic for today, how being anti-fragile helps you win at life. Because since I aired that, I've received several comments and moreover curiosity about the term anti-fragile. It's not super mainstream and it absolutely sparks curiosity. I know it did in me when I first heard it and, um, and that's the feedback that I got. So that's what we're going to dive deeper into today. Interestingly enough, like I I feel like a lot of talk has gone on about COVID and things of that nature, and we're still dealing with it, but it's still an important conversation. I don't feel like it's a conversation that has been talked about too much, and I'm excited to talk about this topic because our world has changed. And, you know, in reality, our world was always changing, but so gradually that We barely noticed it, right? But since March 2020, the changes are so significant that we can't deny it. How we do business, the amount of time we spend in our homes, what's allowed socially, and, you know, honestly, like everything, everything has shifted. We truly have been globally tested. So some, unfortunately, have not been able to handle the strain and the change and have resorted to negative. Um, negative things as really a means of an outlet. And we see evidence in this, in the spike of domestic and intimate partner abuse. And I pulled up a couple of stats because I was curious, you know, like I've heard the generalization, like um, there's been an increase in um, abuse, unfortunately, and drugs and alcohol. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But I was really, really shocked that according to the American Journal of Emergency Medicine and the United Nations Group, UN Women, when the pandemic began, incidents of domestic violence increased by 300%. 300%. So that stat absolutely shocked me. In fact, I was looking through a Time Magazine article, and the title was really that domestic violence is a pandemic within the COVID-19 pandemic. So these are things that unless, 
you know, we know of somebody that this is happening to, or if it's happening to us, you know, that we can sometimes stay blinded to the fact that this is going on. Um, the other stat that I looked up because I was interested in how this increase was affecting drug and alcohol abuse. Again, like any outlet, whether it's going to be like excessive shopping, overeating, drug and alcohol abuse, you know, obviously there's escalating scales of negative outlets, but um, it's just so interesting to kind of see the stats. One came through from the Recovery Village, and they conducted a survey back in September 2020. They asked a 1,000 American adults over the age of 18 about their drug and alcohol use in the past month. And 55 of them, uh, 55%, I should say, reported an increase in alcohol consumption, and 18% reported a significant increase. That's absolutely not surprised. Like, I was shocked when there was initial lockdown that churches were closed, but liquor stores were open. That honestly blew my mind. And the other thing that came through was 36 reported an increase in illicit drug use, and 88% had consumed alcohol in the past month, with 37% having consumed marijuana. So I'm not sharing these stats to depress you by any means. I just want to get a perspective on the current climate and underscore that now more than ever, we do need help. We need both a mindset shift and we also need healthy coping mechanisms, right? Like if we want sustainable health and well-being, we need both of those things. Shift in our mindset, healthy coping mechanisms. So one of the things that, I was thinking about, and it actually, like I said, it was a spinoff from one of the points on last week's topic. The point was how to become anti-fragile in order to be an unstoppable entrepreneur. And so we got into it a little bit, and then it was like, how do we take this even deeper? So we can allow ourselves to be fragile, we can strive for resilience, or we can commit to being anti-fragile. Those are really our three ways to approach life, especially when hardship is involved. And many people in the leadership and personal growth space stop at resiliency, teaching others how to bounce back or bounce forward from challenges. But that is absolutely not enough now. And you're probably seeing this. Maybe you're even personally experiencing it or experiencing it to some extent. I know that This year for myself personally, um, and 2020 was, I I think, the hardest year in my life. So there's been a lot of opportunities to test this theory of being fragile, being resilient, and being anti-fragile. So um, I want you to test it for yourself. Let's break down the differences. When you think of fragile, this is like you need to be handled with kid gloves or you'll break. It's funny because years ago, I used to often say that I was a fragile flower. And this was because I would get sick often or I would have immune compromised symptoms. And now that I understand the law of attraction and the power of mindset, I believe that I was contributing to that fragility. I was actually assisting in perpetuating the cycle. So that's pretty amazing. If something is fragile, it breaks when there's stress, strain, impact, and challenges. And honestly, that's no bueno, right? That's no bueno. We don't want to be fragile. 
Then there's resiliency. The definition of resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. So toughness. In essence, if you get knocked down, you can come back up in time. But eventually with enough blows, you're going to break. It's like a rubber band over and over again. You stretch it, stress it, pull it. And initially, it has enough positive resilience or enough positive resistance that it bounces back when snapped. But eventually, with enough repetition, enough blows, right, it breaks in the end. So you can see because of this continuous global strain that we're encountering, job loss, sickness, isolation, racial injustice, and death, our rubber bands have been stretched and tested to the max. If we just stay at this level, we will break down and burn out. Not a good place to be. So we must adopt, we must commit to, we must practice being anti-fragile. This mindset learns from failures and obstacles, and it grows stronger from getting knocked down. So imagine like falling short on something only to rise stronger, right? What's that saying? Like um, get knocked down seven, eight, seven times, rise stronger on the eighth, something like that. But you get the idea. It's actually something that um, creates a stronger force to be reckoned with, not something that gets knocked over, breaks, or burns out. So Nassim Tlaib is a risk analyst, and he also authored the book called Anti-Fragile. I believe he was the first one to coin that term. But he wrote the book in any event called Anti-Fragile, Things That Gain from Disorder. So this is a complete flip, and you can see how it almost is like those little Russian nesting dolls where, you know, the the inside little baby is fragile. And you can think of it like that little baby that needs continuous care and it needs to be, you know, really taken with very gentle kid gloves. And then you've got the next little Russian doll that's a little bit stronger, a little bit tougher. You know, there's experiences that have happened through life and it's kind of built up a, a harder, more resilient shell and it can kind of bobble back when need be. But this outer mama doll that houses those other two, this is anti-fragile where you're standing solid. You have a core mindset. You know that there's no such thing as failure. It's winning or learning and obstacles make you stronger. So in his book, Nassim said a really powerful quote that helped illustrate this philosophy or this way of being really. Wind extinguishes a candle, but fuels a fire. I'm going to say that again. A wind extinguishes a candle, but fuels a fire. Now that's powerful. The same situation, the same element, the same obstacle coming at us has the power to have two very different results and reactions. And we're the same. So how can you lean into the notion that obstacles make you stronger? I want you to take a moment and think about a challenging time in your life. Let's get really practical here. It could have been a death of a loved one, a divorce, a bankruptcy, whatever it may be. And I want you to pull up that image or occasion in your mind. 
You may even want to jot it down. Got it? Okay. Now think about what you learned from that experience. Even though it was hard and painful, what did you commit to being, becoming, never standing for again? Now ask yourself, how did that experience shape you? How did you come back stronger? In what ways did it positively establish part of your identity? And the other cool thing is, how did it create one of your top values? We are molded by our experiences. And I had a client that used to say that there are treasures in our traumas. And this is where this comes into play. I absolutely believe that I'm behind that. There are treasures in our traumas and we are stronger for it. So I'm going to give you a personal example to give this context. And so you can see how this kind of like process of questioning plays out in real life and how you can connect the dots that your traumas actually have treasures in them for you. So I am a child of divorce and it wasn't an easy divorce, but one that took years to complete. And during that time, there was a lot of turbulence and disruptions, really, to say the least. I often came home to an empty house. I didn't feel seen. And when there were other people in the house, it was often um, around something heated or there was arguing involved and there was drug and alcohol abuse. So, of course, I didn't know it at the time. But these experiences were shaping who I am today. And each painful experience morphed into a positive personality trait. I learned how to be self-reliant, independent, emotionally aware, high achieving, and also committed to consciousness. Um, It's a personal choice that I don't do drugs, I don't drink, and I don't smoke. And that was really from years of witnessing those things being used as coping mechanisms. So you can see that these challenges that were in my path as a teen laid the foundation of my signature themes. So for those of you who love personality tests, you may have done the Gallup's Strengths personality test for yourself. And I am a fan of just knowing ourselves as deeply as possible. And so the foundation of my signature themes are empathy, relater, restorer, achiever, and being futuristic. So you can like really pull those apart and see how just that little snippet of those formative years pulled into place what these themes are for myself all these years later. So anyone that knows me knows that I'm a strong believer that our future will be better than our present and that we always have choice. And it truly is that like, hashtag flashes of hope, right? We get to choose those flashes of hope in our life. So all of that drove my top value, which is connection and relationships. So that's probably why I love coaching so much and the interpersonal skills that it requires because coaching is all about connection and relationship. So can you see how all of this weaves together? When you have time, and it may not be right this second, because I know a lot of you like to do a couple things at once when you are tuning into the pod, and I'm right there with you. But I encourage you, when you do have the time, to go back and review your hardship. 
pull out the pain bits and see what traits they established in you. And then continue to see how those traits shaped your signature themes and values. It's pretty incredible. I've done this exercise for at least the five of the most challenging times in my life. And it was an illuminating experience to draw the parallels between the pain and the crap and the triumph and the wins. So setting this mental framework will help you confidently know that life is happening for you and not to you. It will help you look at the challenges head on, right? There's always going to be challenges. We would be a fool to think that it's going to be easy street, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, no matter how old you are. Life is about challenges. We are living on the physical earth plane that is about ups and downs and it's about matter and it's constantly changing and constantly in evolution just as we are as souls living in this human experience. So this mental framework, this new mindset will help you look at challenges head on knowing that there'll be a strength once you go through it. There will be gems on the other side of your challenge. You have to trust in that to get to the other side. So one of the things about being anti-fragile is it's like having a built-in superpower. It really is. Like we get to be innocent like kids and cultivate that fun curiosity and playfulness. Being anti-fragile is like having a built-in superpower, one that you can harness energy from strife right? We're doing alchemy here. We're doing conversions here. Like we get to do our own personal conversions, way more excited than exciting than like email conversions. We're converting energy from strife. Like we're converting strife into energy, I should say. You can tell I'm getting excited about this, but I love alchemy. I love a fan of taking nothing and turning it into something and taking something and alchemizing it into something even better. As you know, I'm a fan of the Kaizen philosophy, which is never ending improvement. And this mindset, this anti-fragile mindset absolutely plays into it because it's one that gives you an opportunity to flex your victor muscles versus falling prey into being a victim. Being in that, why me? Or it's just my luck attitude. We get to turn it around. What we tell ourselves governs how we act, our approach, our overall behaviors in general. So tell yourself that you can do hard things and you can. Embrace that this uncomfortable thing that's in your path is ultimately to help you grow and you will. So we are literally writing our personal computer code as we go. This is our opportunity to hardwire ourselves for success and strength because in reality, that's just what we're doing day in and day out. So instead of being unaware and taking potluck or even worse, perpetuating weakness and doldrum, choose to breathe into being a gentle warrior, a warrior for growth, equanimity, and a benefactor of disruption. I'm so curious to know your thoughts on this subject. Let's continue the conversation. As always, conversations that start here always can continue in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. So head over there to join other like-minded people just like you. 
I thank you so much for listening. And until next week, my friend, breathe joy. I've started sharing listener feedback. I so appreciate hearing from everyone from around the world. Molly Larkin from Rochester, New York says, love this woman. Casey always asks great questions and listens with genuine attention, a rare quality. Not only that, she brings loads of experience as an entrepreneur and she truly walks her talk. Casey is among the most competent people I know and everything she does, she does with her whole heart. This podcast is no exception. Thanks, Molly. I appreciate you and your kind words. And I also appreciate everyone here taking the time out of your busy life to tune in. If you'd like to review the pod, you can head to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. That's lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. And if you know of someone that could benefit from today's topic of how being anti-fragile helps you win at life, dash them the link to listen. They will thank you for it. Enjoy. Enjoy.